Our show today was brought to you by X-Tax Pros. Where do I get my paperwork done for the IRS or my bookkeeping? Well, I go to xtaxpros.com. Yes, this is Rebecca Love, and I actually use them. If you're in Nevada and need an accountant, go to xtaxpros.com. Their phone number is 702-253-7499. Enjoy the show. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye, hear... What does that mean, anyway? Hey, listen up! All rise for the Skinamax Bee Queen of Late Night, the brunette dynamo herself, the fan-fucking-tabulous Rebecca Love! And now, talking dirty with Rebecca Love! Hi, this is Rebecca Love, and yes, you're listening to Talking Dirty. I do not have my fabulous co-host here because, well, she went on a cruise without me. What a bitch, right? Anyway, the show must go on. Um, a couple weeks ago, I went to UNLV, and I, I talked in front of a college class for Dr. Amanda. She teaches sexology over at the university. I also brought my daughter. She wanted to come and hear me speak. She's never heard me, (laughs) never heard the story or anything because she lives with me. She could care less. But she wanted to be present. And well, the class actually picked her brain too. The audio is not going to be the best, and I'm sorry because I didn't plan on putting this out there. I recorded last minute uh, with my iPhone. wasn't the best tool. If I do this again, I'll make sure I record with a, a better mic because I do have the Zoom. Thank you, Badoop. And we talked about uh, how I started. We get into a little bit of featuring course we talk about dick drunk yeah all in front of my daughter I know it I kind of blocked her out like she was sitting off to the side and I was giving a speech to the class and it just didn't I I had my blinders on didn't even realize because I'll tell you what if my mom was talking this stuff I'd be cringing right it's just ew it's your parents gross we talk about how the industry evolved the struggles of it. We talk about Pornhub, custom videos, Cherry 2000. Do you guys remember Cherry 2000? It's back in the 80s, Molly Ringwald. They filmed it out here in Las Vegas. It's pretty damn good. 80s. I shouldn't say damn good because it's a fucking 80s movie, okay? Great concept, though, because that's where it's going. Sex dolls, sex robots. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like AI, you guys know AI. What do you know, Joe? Where he was a male prostitute robot. God, that'd be awesome. And for girls too. You know, the girls, well, (laughs) I am the girl. I'm talking about female robots. Uh, I, what else did I talk about? Oh, I said where the industry was going. You know what? 
I happen to mention Metallica because I went with Ginger Lynn and Jocelyn Stone to the concert here in Vegas. They had no clue who I was talking about. Now, I'm sure if they heard the tune, they'd be, oh, yeah, but they didn't know it was Metallica. I thought everybody knew who Metallica was. When I went to the concert, it was fucking packed at T-Mobile. How can millennials not know about Metallica? Sorry, I'm still on that phase. <laughs> um, there's going to be a few edits because there was some, like I said, this audio was really bad. You couldn't hear it. I actually listened to it and cleaning my refrigerator so I could multitask. And I edited a few parts out because it just, it wasn't relevant and it was quiet. I tried my best. You know what I should have done is reiterate a lot of the questions. I haven't done this a lot, but next time I'll make sure I say their question. So as somebody listening to this recording, they'll know what that person asked. I didn't plan on putting it up. Like I said, it was last minute. So I'm sorry. Uh, we're going to get into my private life, which you guys, if you're listening to the podcast, you pretty much know you can put all that shit together. The audio does get low in certain levels because my iPhone was sitting over on the podium and I was off to the side talking. Talking about uh, family, because mm-hmm, people are asking me, you know, has anybody cut you off or uh, how do they feel about it? We'll talk about my first scene, talk about a little bit about bullying. Now we're talking, we're not talking about porn bullying, we're talking about how my daughter was bullied. So she, she goes into that. Uh, we talk about one-legged strippers. If anything, yeah, it gets to the one-legged stripper or the oldest feature, which was like 80. Little Darlings here in Las Vegas is 18 and over. No alcohol. So make sure you keep it out in your car. But it's really, it's a fun place to go see shit that you normally wouldn't see at a strip club it's a freak show i like freak show i like freak shows i do i'm a freak show well to a certain extent jocelyn stone's a freak show and i love her so yeah i hope you enjoy this podcast it i mean it it wasn't intended to be so i apologize now for the audio because you know i'm a whore about that i'm a snob guess whore wasn't the right word i'm a snob i'm a snob i am a whore but i am a audio snob so all right enjoy the podcast Showtime, Cinemax, but I didn't start it all. I actually went to school for performing arts. I wanted to be an actress. Well, it takes a lot of money to go to school, and I was working 40 hours a week as a bartender slash waitress. And this girl came in one night. She was a stripper sitting at my bar, and I picked her brain. I was just curious. And the money was fabulous. 
I was like, all right, could you make a decision for the waitress? I'm trained in that. I can do that. So I I went into this. I applied for the cocktail waitress at this bar, and I got hired. I got hired. <laughs> so I had to wear this skimpy outfit. I was making great tips. And then one night, they had this great big, this was in Florida, boat race. There wasn't enough dancers on the floor. And they said, could you just, you know, just one night, just get up there, and it's only topless. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, so I get up there, and they and the DJ goes, I'm going to count to three, so it'll be easier. So, and, and mind you, I was in college, so you get too drunk, you flush titties all the time for the beads or, you know, party game. But here I was, all eyes on me, and I just held that, the cocktail waitress, and I finally, the count of three didn't even happen yet. It just, I went blank, the top went down, it rained money, we got big brooms, swept the stage off. I had a really good <laughs> So then I started dancing, because how do you go back from that? Because that was just so easy, all I had to do was show my boobies. Didn't realize you had to do lap dances, right? A stripper that doesn't do lap dances? Where's the money? <laughs> it's not going to rain like that on stage. It just happened because I was a cocktail waitress. So finally this girl taught me the ropes, the hustle, and I started dancing. Well, then that club shut down, and I went to a higher-end club. It was all evening gowns. You had audition. It was you know, a lot of money because the, the clientele was a in Palm Beach, Florida, there's a lot of wealth and old money. That's where Trump has his estates. So Mama got a <laughs> I auditioned, and I got hired. And I was making great money there. Then they had features, and I saw Devin Michaels up on that stage. Yeah, I saw her perform. She only has to do four songs. Four songs that night, and she gets paid the big bucks. So I picked her brain. And then I realized I wanted to set up interviews with... Um, with the top name companies for porn or magazine. I'm thinking in my head, I'm just going to do magazine. You know, I'm not going to do video. Now, there's a space there where I didn't actually go right away. I had my bank. <laughs> my bank. <laughs> so, I had a couple years went down, and then I finally wrote Hustler and Playboy, and this is when the internet was starting to come up. It was the late 90s. I was webcamming 25 frames per minute. And it rained money. I also had a website, which I learned how to, and this is before page builders and WordPress, so I was learning about HTML. HTML, <laughs> and I was learning how to tweak and put things together with Dreamweaver. And I built my own website, and I charged a dollar H verification. Well, it gets 5,000 people running through it. Well, 30,000 people in traffic, 30,000 a month in traffic, and I was pulling in between three to 5,000 a month on age verification to say that you're over 18 to look at my pictures. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just sitting there making money. I wasn't really doing anything. I threw a few pictures out there. Not even video. Not even video. Wasn't gonna work anyway. Yeah, I didn't have that dial of internet. Yeah, dial up. If you could get on AOL, <laughs> you've got porn. You've got porn. <laughs> so I wrote an email and I contacted the companies and I set up an interview with Hustler and Playboy. 
And Larry Flint met him personally up in his office because I mailed this amazing little packet because I wanted to be an actress and I know you have to stand out. So I, I mailed it in this fabulous pink envelope with stickers all over the place. I put everything in there to get noticed. And Larry took me. And he said, all right, we're going to put you in a hustler. We're going to, um, I, oh, and then he called me and asked to at the mansion. But I had baby's daddy and I had her. So I was like, well, I can't go down that road. Because <laughs> I was domesticated, kind of. <laughs> so then um, I found an agent. And during that time, agents are good. Because then you know what companies to work for. You know who paid. And the agent that I was working with was uh, Jim South, which is well-known in the industry. I don't think he's around anymore. I think that. He might be dead. <laughs> he was old when I met him. Can you imagine what he is now? <laughs> so they have these cattle calls, they're called. No, no better word. Just fresh meat on the market. You go in, and it's like speed dating with the companies. Hi, I'm this and that. This is, you know, what you charge, which rates, condom, no condom. I'm a condoms only porn star, by the way, but I did do one movie without one. Because it was good money. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I got booked. And once I got booked with these companies, I realized because of my work ethic, showing up on time, because I was fun to work with, because I got to know the crew, they would recommend me to other jobs. And I really didn't need an agent. He wasn't doing anything. So I dropped my agent, and I just started making my own stuff. And I just took charge my own crotch. How much do agents charge? Well, actually, back in my day, they would uh, charge the movie companies. And a lot of times the movie companies wouldn't want to have to deal with the agent because they have to come out of pocket. But now I think they actually charge the girl a percentage. I haven't used an agent since then, so I really don't know. That's good. <laughs> and you don't even need it because everybody's about own branding and you can market yourself social media. What do you need an agent for? <laughs> what happened was how I got on Skinamax. Mind you, I'm still webcamming because it's good fucking money. <laughs> it's really good. It wasn't as saturated at that time. No, no. I mean, uh, technology is expensive when they first come out. You know, webcam. Uh, it was dial-up in the days and then it went to something. I know high speed, but it wasn't really high speed just yet. So you had to keep advancing with the webcam stuff. Uh, but you always have other eggs in a basket to build that up. So you might only shoot once, um, well, in my day, it was once a week. Now I think it's like once a month, once every two months, unless you're booking your, or unless you're shooting your own content. So I would fill that in. Oh, oh, the whole reason I did, I did porn, right? To feature dance. <laughs> I did get another agent. I got... Uh, a feature agent booker because you do need one. You gotta know who's gonna pay you. And these clubs can be really shady, and there's a lot of times that because they pay you at the end of the week, you might not get paid the mad amount of money that you're owed. <laughs> and it was great money. In fact, depending on where you booked, it a girl depending on her credits and stuff, and it counts for movies too. You can make between. 500 a set dancing on stage to 3,000. Just depends on how big your name is. You know, you got Stormy Daniels, you got Brie Olsen, you know, those people are making the free period. I think when Stormy came in right after, she said, Deja, they, she, they bought out, she, she was like doing Deja Vu 
for a couple days right after all the, the you know, yeah. stuff. I think she made something like 75 grand that weekend. Yeah, it's crazy. She just made so much money. It's crazy. I think the most I've ever made on a weekend is 10. And that's because I was doing lap dances, 100 bucks pop. And the song was a minute. So I was just like, I gotta go back on stage and see what all that. I hurt so bad at the end of that weekend, but it was, you know, money. You can't pass it up. So I started going on the road featuring, doing movies, and what? Oh, I already said the Skin Max thing, right? Somebody didn't show up? How, uh, no, you you know that's not no. So it was such a small circle back then in the late 90s, early 2000s that you get recommended for jobs. Well, this one girl didn't show up for an HBO showtime. They leased it out to buy a car. And I lived right down the road, and my girl, uh, Nicole Sheraton, called me up, and she goes, hey, could you just fill in for this? Well, I filled in. I did a great job because it's cool arts, even though they're cheesy, he cares about plot. <laughs> the director liked me so much that he started hiring me because he always hired the same crew, kind of like what Adam Sandler does. He always has the same crew, just a different, you know, or American Horror Story, if you guys watch that. Same crew, just different characters. So I started working for him. Then he introduced me to another B-movie director, and he started booking me. And in that, in that time frame, I met the love of my life. He couldn't handle a penis in my vagina. So I had to cut off the hardcore. And uh, I did. And I compromised. And I got look, I'm still going to do the softcore, even though I think it's a lot more intimate than sticking a penis in your vagina. Because we're not kissing. We're not cuddling. Softcore, you're just... I mean, I can see where lines get crossed when you're in that passionate moment. And you're like, mm, maybe. And, and then you get to know your co-star and you're like, Maybe not. <laughs> so, uh, so I started doing those. I compromised. I've been with him for 12 years now. 14 years now. <laughs> um, I'm very domesticated. Dinner's on the table by age seven. She goes to UNLV. Um, yeah, lots of college. Let's see what else I have on here. So softcore versus hardcore. How many of you seen like on HBO or Cinemax after like eleven o'clock at night the movies that are like almost porn but you never see actual like penis inside the kind of Okay. So it's funny because so many times at like 11 o'clock at night I'm like going through HBO and then I'll be like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Poon featuring Rebecca Love and I'm like no it's Rebecca! <laughs> the Temple of Poon? Yeah, there was, like, was, there was one of those and then there was the, the hills have thighs. Oh that was thing. my favorite because I didn't have any dialogue I had to grunt and moan and we we're in the middle of nowhere and it was so much fun with the cast crew. It was like Going camping with your friends for the weekend, shooting a movie, and it was spectacular. <laughs> yeah. You're on the like, topless in the desert? Topless in the desert. I think I was wearing flip-flops. I'm like, really? This is what um, inbreds wear in the desert? <laughs> <laughs> I remember one of the karaoke's I won one of your movies, which was uh, Cheeks and Fongs of In Stroke, and it was a Cheech oh, and Chong parody. It was. I, it did a lot of parodies. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it weren't, aren't most of the softcores often parodies? Yeah, I did. Cleavage Field? <laughs> yeah, um, what else? The Hills Have Thighs, and there's Bikini Pirates, it's not really a parody. God, I would have to look, because it's been a minute. But if you go on IMDb, look up Rebecca Love, there's some really 
the stupid titles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see what else? Oh, and I started karaoke triple X. So that is an adult meetup. So everybody in the adult industry or fetish, we meet once a month to see what's going on and you know keep tight with our friends. It's theme night, so you have to dress up. You don't have to, but if you want to win a prize, you do. <laughs> and I give away shitty prizes. Awesome. <laughs> I also stream on Twitch every Tuesday because Mama loves Friday the Thirteenth and Dead by Daylight. <laughs> and it's a way to keep my clothes on because I'm kind of hitting that peak where you do not want to see this shit uncovered <laughs> yeah but I have my ways to just pop out my boobs <laughs> not on Twitch not on Twitch but the canning um, I also do stand up yeah I torture myself with that because I like writing I love comedians because they don't judge. They're fucked up just like the rest of us. And they bear their souls on stage. So I bond with them. And I love technology. I have the podcast. I have the podcast. So what happened was I did radio when I was featuring and doing movies in the Skinamax. I, uh, I got picked up on Monday nights for two hours every Monday to do a radio show. And I loved it. I loved it. And then that got bought over and canceled out. And then Katie Morgan had a podcast. Didn't know what a podcast was, but concept radio. So I was like, all right, let's do it. She stopped doing her show after a couple of years. And I was like, well, I still want to do this. This is my hobby that I absolutely love. So I learned how to podcast. And I teach myself everything. I might not go to a structured classroom, but I do do, I do do YouTube University. So I teach myself, and I listen to podcasts that teach me about certain things. So I taught myself how to build a network. Now I run Adult Film Star Network, where education educates people on the adult industry. Jocelyn Stone, my partner in crime, the dominatrix of yesterday and every day. She teaches uh, Fetish 101. And okay, the reason I say I'm boring is because I'm pretty domesticated. Uh, it was condoms only. Um, people always ask, what's my favorite sexual position? I'm like, oh, my back. <laughs> like, I have to work for a living, and I got those paychecks. Those were amazing incentives. But if you ask me how I like it, I like to lay down and make you do all the work. <laughs> so if I have to take my job home, you're doing it. And uh, But she fascinates me because I don't have the same perspective. I'm very vanilla. And she's a dominatrix, and she likes to get in there, and she's great with body language. She knows how to read people. She's kind of creepy. She gets in your head. <laughs> and that's why I make a good team on the podcast, because I'm just like, what the fuck did you get down that road? Because I don't know how you did that. And she is amazing, and she's my best friend. She completes me, my yin to my yang. She knows. <laughs> and she one. looks like her daughter. <laughs> so... <laughs> If I could marry her, I would. Well, I guess I could, right? Totally yeah. could. Yeah. Totally could. <laughs> so the podcast is my baby. It's been going strong for four years. We do really well in downloads. If you guys want education on any of it, you know, just go to Adult Film Star Network and look it up. What kind of topics do you cover on, on this? Because you guys do a ton. So, um, let's see. On my podcast, Talking Dirty, I do uh, adult webcamming, so I break down all the the camming sites out there so you know their cut, the traffic, you know, who's the best or who I favor. Uh, phone sex, yes, it still exists and people don't, it's too intimidating to look face-to-face, but they love calling you up. I had a 30-minute 
called the other day and made a hundred bucks. I'm just sitting there going, yeah, uh-huh, you're a big fan. I'm like, hey, love to hear that. And I keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> uh, so I, t- I break down phone sex. I break down adult webcamming. Whatever's going on in the news, we'll break that down. Jocelyn will always have different perspectives. I'm just like, oh, didn't do that. Um, you'll have to go on me because there's so many different topics. But I've been doing this for over 20 years. And I'm okay with being a whore. I, I'm totally okay with being a whore. <laughs> Cover your ears. <laughs> I'm okay. I own this. I own this. Um, I think back in my, you know, 20 years ago or 30 years ago, might have been frowned upon. It still might be. But I think millennials are growing up on porn now. It's not that big of a deal anymore. They're like, oh, right. Uh, but back in, in I hit it a lot. Not anymore. I mean, I don't come out and say, <laughs> I spread my legs for a living. <laughs> uh, but I, I tell, if somebody asks, I hate this, what do you do for them? You know what's going to come up in conversation, and if you don't ask, because you already know. <laughs> so they always ask, and I'll be like, well, I, I edit social media marketing, um, I help people with their websites, I freelance a lot of my sh- freelance a lot of my work, and, I, and I'm a streamer, because I do a uh, Twitch stream, so I just don't give them the whole I spread my legs for a living, because it makes people start playing the, the little porno reel in there. It's the same thing. I don't tell everybody I'm a sex educator because they make assumptions and, and will say this is the stupidest shit in the world. Like, I'm sure people find out you're the adult and uh, film person and the stuff that they've said to you, I'm sure. It's just... Oh, yeah. What's the biggest you've ever had? <laughs> no, I don't have a ruler on set. <laughs> Jocelyn yesterday was 13 inches. <laughs> God, I can't park a limo in the shed. I don't know. <laughs> What's her word for it? She gets dick drunk. Uh-huh. Yes, we talked about dick drunkness in class yesterday. Mm-hmm. You guys know what dick drunk is? Oh, I hope all of you at some point in your life have experienced <laughs> being drunk off of sex. Uh, you get to the point where your brain releases so many like chemicals that you get kind of dumb. Like you you like maybe barely talk. Um, you might not like like feel pain <laughs> the same way you might um, just like giggle incessantly. There's uh, so many you might not be able to walk properly. Like I mean, like this is the thing. You know it. I hope you know. And if you don't get no one day, then you all know. Okay, it, it's good. <laughs> yes, it can take a couple hours to come down from just like BDSM, right? If you have someone spank you or whatever, like why are you looking at me? You can get into like a different state of mind, and it takes a while for your brain to kind of like get back to homeostasis. Good sex can do that to you too. I mean, it's better than many recreational drugs that exist if you're doing it right. <laughs> and you come down from it without, like, you know, like. Without a hangover. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna get a hangover or a vagina hangover, right? You might be just a little sore the next day. And then you smile because you know why you're sore. You remember those days? You're just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have sex anymore. No. 
No, ever. No, no, ever, no. ever. No, you, she came Mom. out and nothing has happened to your vagina since. No. <laughs> cobwebs and dust. Anybody <laughs> um, have any questions? I'm sure she's got some more stuff to share, but I, I don't want to. Yeah. If anything come up, please feel free to ask her. Good, we'll just go on that. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so why would I choose to do adult honest work? There's no skeletons in your closet. You know the freedom of that? The freedom of just being who you are? You know how boys... Sorry, boys. But you guys can sleep around, stick your dick in anything, and you're not cuffed sweats, horses. There's no shaming there. In fact, you're the man. And I think nowadays, with this whole turn of events and women empowerment and all that, it's starting to come through that, yeah, we can handle this too. And we can sleep with anybody and whoever we want and how many we want. Safely. Safely. I still like the condoms. I like the testing, all that. Because in my industry, it's a must. If you catch something, you're out of work. If you catch something, everybody knows you caught something before you were dirty in work. Right? So you try not to fuck out of the family. I know that sounds sexual, but it's not. And if you do, you protect yourself. Education is key. I, there's nothing wrong with sexuality. In fact, we were doing it a lot more back in history. And women were goddesses, and they fucked everybody. <laughs> At least in my world, they did. <laughs> and now it's with the, you know, it, it changed. But I think we're going back to that, where it's okay to have sex and have different partners and be in love with whoever you are. And that's okay now. But, you know, 20 years ago, when I was coming up through the ranks, it was shamed upon. It was slutty. You're a whore. That, that dirty feeling. But once you do adults, like, then I get paid for it. So. When you call someone a slut or a whore, I was like, correct you. Like, oh my gosh, that's a whore. I'm like, yeah, whores make money off it. I'm, like, I'm smart, right? That's right. honest money. Like, now, if you're called a slut, well... <laughs> You're an intern, right? You're just, that's what I did in college. <laughs> um, let's see, the freedom, the empowerment. Uh, in your 20s, there's vanity to go with porn. When you're my age now, there's education. I'm the wiser. I'm the mentor. That's what the podcast's all about, so please don't contact me directly to <laughs> teach you the ropes, because I'm kind of aged out, and I don't really know what the new thing is, but I can teach you what I know from where I've been. Um, safe sex, testing, uh, uh, why not do it? The struggle. There is a struggle there. You've got to stay relevant. you got to know technology. you got to know, catch the new wave. Um, the people that make the money is not the actors and actresses. It's distribution. It's the companies. And most of those companies, Brazzers, FindGeek, all them, they're from Montreal, Canada. They don't even live here. What they do is they freelance out. They send the script. They send everything. Somebody shoots it here. They send it over there, and they throw it up. So that's where the real money is. Um, and if you do it, you're going to be wearing that scarlet sweater for the rest of your life. So you better have thick skin. I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just saying it's forever out there. I don't care if you just wear a camp. It's forever out there. So, I always tell people, if you're going to do this business, plan on working for yourself for the rest of your life. Because if you work for corporate, 
it will be an HR issue because if sexual harassment comes up and you get called in, you will be fired because they're going to have to settle every time because of your background. So you are, you're a, um, a liability, sorry, I couldn't think of the word, you're a liability. So if you do this plan, I'm doing working for yourself. You can't work for a corporate, unless you work in the adult industry, unless you work for a certain industry, like Playboy, uh, Hustler, or maybe a, a technical company. Oh, sex toy company. Yeah, something on, on those lines. Where you're not going to get judged for having had a past of having adult content. Right? I'm not saying it can't be done, but at this point in time, if you plan on uh, being a nurse, it's going to come out and you will get fired. It's just, just the way it goes. There have been cases where, like, people are preschool teachers, and then yeah. they find out that they end up porn, like, 10 years before they get fired. Which I think is messed up, because porn is actually legal. Like, well, that's the other thing, is this is a legal business where there's legal regulations, you pay taxes, you do all that, and you shouldn't be punished. I mean, it's one thing if you had not disclosed a crime or whatever, right? But there is no crime in making pornography, but yeah. it's a socially uh, challenging thing for a lot of people. Deal with. But especially nowadays with the whole sexual harassment, and trust me, without it, I'd be broke. So <laughs> I'm cool with it. <laughs> I would. <laughs> um, who makes the money? Pornhub. Pornhub makes the money. It was going to happen eventually, and I know a lot of uh, porn people are mad about it, but that's just the way it goes. I'm sure movie companies were mad at YouTube. You know, it's going to go that way. He, Fabian Happen, the guy that owns it, he has millions and millions, maybe billions now. He, in fact, he didn't really know porn. He just knew the analytics and knew that it would be a good drive for advertisement because he made it free. Now we got a whole bunch of viewers coming in. So now there's impressions, there's click-throughs, there's everything. And webcam goes great because you're watching pre-recorded stuff. Now you want the real shit. Live. So it's a beautiful little thing, but a lot of people are pissed in my industry, but they can't be, because if they were pissed, then the movie companies, or I mean the magazine companies should be pissed at the movie companies, because they kind of put the magazine companies, you know, when's the last time you bought a Playboy, a Hustler magazine, why? You're, you're watching Pornhub. <laughs> you guys have to understand how dramatically pornography has changed in just the past 30 years, right? Because when porn first came out, number one, it was very illegal. And when it was shown, it was often hidden in like like barber shops where only men could watch it. These were the blue movies of like the early 1900s. And then as technology advanced, we started to have porn theaters, right? So people would see adult films and they'd go to a big theater and you'd literally sit there and like jack off, people have sex in theater. Like, hey, like what you saw at the sex toy store. And then, you know, you went on that adventure. Uh, but bigger, they were much bigger. Um, and then we had the magazines again, right? So the, the Playboy in the 50s was, uh, I mean, genius, right, to, to start this. And then Hustler. And there, at one point, there were, like, over a thousand different types of porn magazines, like, from drugs to big butts to you name it, there, there was a magazine for it. But as soon as Internet came out, right, the, well, you know, beyond that, before the Internet, when we finally got personal VHS tapes, right, Betamax and VHS. I'm on those. <laughs> you were able to, instead of go to a, a creepy, dark, cum-covered fear, right, to, to see porn, you could go home and watch the porn and show your partner, right? So you could share this experience or have the privacy of 
masquerading your own house, right? And so the, the personal video players were a huge thing. And then as the DVDs came out, then a lot of the VHS kind of dwindled. And then it was the DVD, DVD. And then now that the internet has become, like streaming and all stuff has become so much more accessible, right? The DVD industry is almost dead. Like, yeah, it's only good for signing, just like magazines. So it gives the, the fan base something to, ooh, you know, take home and have a solid thing. But as soon as the tube sites started coming out, like Pornhub, RedTube, uh, X Hamster, Hamster, I don't know how much they, These started, for a lot of people, they were getting paid. So as a, as a porn star, you do not get paid every time someone buys that film. You get paid for the one-time shoot. So that's really annoying when all of a sudden your video gets uploaded to Pornhub and gets watched by 10 million people, right? And you didn't get a fucking dime for any of that. And so some people get very upset, like she said, at these companies. But well, it's okay. is, is is exposure, right? Because then it's hopefully exposure. they like you, find you, and then give you money, right? But I'm sure many of you in here have never touched a dollar in Pornhub. And I encourage you to, because it supports people who put their blood, sweat, and tears into this kind of stuff. Um, and, and especially those who own their own content, right? They, you're supporting not only them as a performer, but the equipment they have to buy, their Wi-Fi, their cell phone, their editing. Like, they're so loud. They're kids expensive. They're kids. <laughs> yeah. Help me. Yeah. I have a significant other, but anyway, digress. Um, but you're right. And the thing is, I don't think it hurt me that much because you're paid per scene, right? So I had no royalties coming, so I could care less if they throw out my old content. But if it was my exclusive shit that I shot by myself and I found it out there, I'd be pissed. So what I did is I took down any way to download it, and I made it VOD. So it's video on demand. Now you could, you could record it and get a really crappy copy. Sure, but... Now, what I've learned is custom videos, and they get a little pricey, because now you're directing, you're, you're writing the script for me. I always say bullet points, because you actually took verbatim, you know, verbatim. And I do a 15-minute video, and I charge for customs, but it can be a little crazy, and they don't have it exclusively, so what I do is I take that custom, give it to that guy, I wait one month, and then I stick it up on my OnlyFans, or somewhere where I'm getting revenue, like Model Central. And that's how I make money. So custom videos, webcamming is pretty big in the adult universe. But to make the movies and stuff, um, you do it for more advertisement and promotional. And where the real money is going to be? Sex robots. So if you could go in that field somewhere, that's going to be really big. Sex robots, VR, maybe another like Facebook or Twitter or something like that. But yeah, gotta want to make some investments with your money now. Uh, or a sex robot brothel. Oh, it's gonna. It's, they're already prepping for them. Yeah. So because they're 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 so sex robots don't do not exist to the point where they are. <laughs> marketable for all people, right? So they're still in development for a lot of these things. You can buy a sex robot, but it's not walking, talking, and fucking, okay? Um, it might, like, have a few phrases that says it, it's not going to walk, right? It's going to lay down. But you can move them. So you can fuck a dog style, or you can 
Like, but it'll have movable joints and that kind of stuff. But, it's not going to be a Cherry 2000. But, yeah. Do you guys even know what Cherry 2000 is? You guys should see that movie. Oh. It was great, because it was filmed in Vegas. I watched it, like, a year or two ago. Oh, it's It was filmed in Vegas in, like, the late 80s, and so it's so cool to see Vegas like It's this. almost like a punk steam kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and basically he's in love with the sex robot, and it breaks, and she go, he goes to find his replacement right. sex robot. Was it called? Cherry 2000? Cherry 2000. Yeah. It's worth watching. Like, I was actually quite surprised by how cute it was. It's cute. I mean, it's an old ladies movie, so don't expect much. But it's mm-hmm. sure about right? Is it um, something you can find, like, on Amazon? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Cherry 2000? Yeah. It oh, should yeah. be on, like, yeah, streaming Prime oh. or something like that. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah. It's going to be free on YouTube at that point. So, like, you guys have understand the technology has changed the industry a lot, right? Like, in looking at, like, at EVN last year, I counted, there was, like, 13 booths of sex dolls. Yeah, because that's a new wave. I mean, we, adult was pretty profound on technology in the beginning. Now it's gaming. Gaming took the lead. So now it's gamer, or gamers, gaming industry that's going above and beyond adult when we used to lead the way. We used to say we created the internet. Not anymore. So yeah, that's the end of my speech. Sorry for the lecture. <laughs> Stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions for Rebecca? Yes. Oh, uh, either one. Anybody, well, you decided to <laughs> so what happened was I breastfed and they were this big and then they went D long. So I went to the doctor. I'm like, can we fix this? So yeah, you can identify this body by the serial numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're saving. D long. D long. Yeah. What did you want to add? I was gonna say, what was like your favorite like memory or future film? My favorite. Okay, so it's called. This is an X-rated movie. It's um, Love and Bullets with Ginger Lynn and Billy Glide. Billy Glide passed away. It's the only non-condom movie I've ever done. Ginger Lynn is a legend. In fact, I hung out with her last week at Metallica. And, in fact, she's in that Metallica video. Um, take away. Oh, God, that's Do you guys know Metallica? <laughs> <laughs> what? They're getting younger. Oh, my God, but Metallica. I know. You guys should know Metallica. Okay, anyways, <laughs> I digress. Uh, shh. Before I met her, I was just like, oh, it's Ginger Lynn. She's a legend. She was so big. She was the first with Charlie Sheen. And then it went real soon. She was the legend. She was the mega star. Um, she was like the Jenna Jameson. Before Jenna Jameson. Yeah, before Jenna Jameson. Uh, so that's my favorite. <laughs> and now she's just my friend. No, because I wouldn't have went down this path. I wouldn't have had her. I met her dad. He was the DJ in the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one making more money than me. <laughs> so, yeah, I wouldn't have met her dad if I didn't. And I wouldn't have met the love of my life because ABN 2005, I met um, my man that works in corporate for one of the casinos. He was at a, uh, what was it? roller and he happened to be their host and that's how I met him and we started to hang out a lot more and then it progressed from there. I transitioned. <laughs> He's a decent guy too. He's a good guy. He's a great, very good guy. Is he a good guy? He's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure how it worded but like in a, like, a scene like what was the most I've worked? Like 
secret in my scenes or in my private life? In general, you know, like okay, so have you ever like orgasmed in a single like? So in the movies, it's not about you. Director told me that once. It's about the scene. So we know our FP one, two, and three fuck position one, two, and three. It's all laid out. Uh, even if you're about to have an orgasm and there's a cut. You can't finish. You need to move on to the next scene because you're holding up the crew. I've had orgasms, but multiple orgasms? It was, uh, I got three. That was exhausting. So, so, it's beautiful. I think you have more of when there's meaning behind it. There's no, I mean, I guess you could show up to set and be like, I really want to that guy or that girl. Um, I showed up to set and I was like, I'm going to get the best scene no matter if I want to fuck that guy. Because I want the best scene possible and I want to get recruited for the next movie because the paychecks are phenomenal and the word of mouth and all that. So I did the best scene possible even if I hated the person. I grinned and married it. So did you do girl, girl, and boy, girl? Yes. Yes, um, I enjoy girls. I mean, I prefer peanuts, but you know, zero to three drinks, I become healthy. <laughs> 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 yeah. How did people like around you um, like react? I guess to like when you said it really like getting it finished. Like, I mean, was there like a really wild reaction? Like, did they not like it? Did it really like? Are you talking about my family? Sure, they just like people around you. I did lose um, a friend. He started dating uh, a preacher's daughter. You <laughs> <laughs> know where this is going. <laughs> so she didn't approve of my lifestyle. She didn't get to know me. She, we never met. He was a dear friend of mine. I enjoyed it. Joe. We always hung out. We went camping and fishing. And we grew up in, in a small town. So I've known him since I was a kid. But he had to write me that. Almost like a dear John, but it was like, you can't talk anymore, this is the last time, yada yada. And I haven't heard from him since. But that's okay, because if he found his love of his life, I can't expect her to get rid of the green monster. I get it. You have that certain mind frame, and I can't change that. And when it comes to um, my family, I don't think, we don't really talk about I mean, they know what I do, and it, it doesn't come up. One time. One time it, okay, two times. <laughs> it came up. One time it was at Thanksgiving, and my aunt noticed that these weren't long anymore. And she goes, did you get your boobs done? And my mom goes, no, they run in the family. And I go, they don't <laughs> And then the second one was, I was at the bar with my mom and dad, your grandma and grandpa, and one of my acquaintances, because it was a small town. Sat my mom's lap, looks at me, and then back at my parents and goes, You know, I've seen your daughter naked. My mom looks at him and goes, Who has it? <laughs> <laughs> so good. You're very lucky. Yeah. But. I am, and my aunt found out. Like, she was the last to know because she had such high hopes for me. And she called me up, she goes, Um, but yeah, just thought she knew. I thought my mom would have told her somebody, you know. And I go, yeah. She goes, did your boyfriend make you do it? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was all me. Aren't you proud? <laughs> so in the industry, it's fascinating because women make more than men. Mm. It's the only industry I can think of. Like when all those, you know, uh, equal pay and all, I'm thinking, Hey, in our industry, because <laughs> you buy the movies to watch the girl. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, I watch gay porn all the time, and that's two penises. Maybe three or four. So, well, gay porn does make, like, the men make a lot more money than the women. But you're right, I don't see the whole equal pay thing, because I made a, let's say I made $1,000 per seat. Last 20 minutes, I said. That's when I started. The guy that was partnered up with me might make 200. Wow. Yeah. Like significantly less. Significant. And he has a harder job. Think about it. All you harder do is add add loops, red legs, right? He has to keep it hard. Well, and then in a porn environment, like Jocelyn described this yesterday, you guys, when you watch pornography, see two or more people having sex. But how many people are in the room and what does that look like when it's actually going down? So my first scene, Eva, it was for Vivid Video, extreme close-up for Sunrise. There is a, it's in a strip club, so there's a whole bunch of audience. <coughs> and they were, they were extras, some of them didn't know where she <laughs> That's what they would do. They were extras in and not tell them. Next you know, we're banging it out on the table in front of everybody. That was my first one. <laughs> so Pat Mine's like, Rebecca, just stay focused on me. Just look at me. It's my first scene ever. Just focus on me. So I, I put on blinders, and he taught me how to, it's one way to pop the cherry, you know? And it was a big, everything after that was like, piece of cake. You want to do it where? Except outside. I hate doing it in public. Anything in public. It will be like kissing, holding hands, and all that. Because I just, just do it. I don't want to be caught. <laughs> you don't. Except in a car. I love, I love night rides in a car. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Down a dirt road. But on, on the set, you've got the sound guy, the light guy. You get your you do your pretty girls before, so you get your, your makeup done, and they take all these little very sexy pictures before you get all sweaty and your eyelashes start peeling off your face. But like when you're having sex... Like most of you here having sex probably are not opening up your legs as wide as you can go. Oh, it's not fun. Sure the angle's good for the camera, right? Like, so it's funny because I remember one of the nights, uh, I think it was Sapphire Comedy Night, Evan Stone was talking about what it takes to be a male porn yeah. star. And he's like, I want you to have sex for four hours, keep your dick hard, and keep it hard while the sound guy's sweat is dripping on you. <laughs> like, because you're just in such close proximity to all these people. While staying focused and keeping it hard, and then coming when they want you to. Come now. Okay, give me like 30 seconds, right? <laughs> like, it's, it's a, not everybody can be a porn person. You just can't. Um, it is not for everybody. And even guys who think, like, yeah, I got a, a nice dick and I like to fuck. Okay, so get in front of a room of 30 people, get your dick hard now. I say do a circle jerk where you stand around with a group of your friends. Could be 10, could be five. <laughs> now, one of those people are gonna tell you, come on command. You have to do it in less than a minute. Somebody's gonna watch the timer and see if you can do it. If you can do that, shh, go for it. I have a gift. Because <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, when they're around other people, they get nervous and they can't even maintain a direction, let alone have an orgasm, right? Like, it's definitely not for everybody. Because they didn't realize how clinical it is. Mm -hmm. It's not glamorous at all. It's not very sexy. Yeah. 
Yeah. I get poked at Prada with needles and tested, and oh god, there's nothing pretty about it. Yeah. Even when I do those softcore, guys wearing a sock and I'm wearing a bandage. Oh, that's sexy. <laughs> so they cover the genitals, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure that they're not actually having penetrative sex. And people go, does it accidentally just slip in? No, you're not throwing a hot dog down the hallway. He's <laughs> driving the desert. Um, he might get erected and stuff. He has a sock on, so it's not. It still dries the desert. <laughs> I was stoked about this, so I like post on my Instagram to ask all the questions. So one of the ones that I got was when you are like filming for all these hours and hours and everything, I think it's kind of a semi-gender neutral question, but like the whole come on man thing, are there things that people have to do like to come on, like drink water or glass of water? Always drink glass of water. That's gonna help you no matter what. Yeah. Chunks. <laughs> you know what? Practice is perfect. Practice is perfect. So sit at home and you just, I don't have a penis, so I can't tell you exactly what to do, but I'm assuming you just sit there and then. You just can't. God, I feel like I'm educating a bunch of perverts while I like go on the bench. See, I did it in front of a bunch of people. <laughs> I know that there are some porn stars who've actually marketed products to make them come more. So they're like supplements or whatever that are like increase your loads. Like so, like there are certain like minerals and foods and whatnot. Or you can just like some people uh, they like won't masturbate the day before a scene or something to make sure they have a bigger load. They'll yeah, they'll 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 stock up a bit. But there are things that you can you can do to add a little something something. But it it really is. It's mind control. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's just like when an actor and actress cries on screen, they've honed in on that skill. Same with the skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still fluid leaking from your body. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Um, so, like, with your mom being in the film industry, like, has there ever been, like, awkward times with the Oh, like, in school type thing? Oh, totally. Um. I used to live with her mother back before she got a house out here in Vegas, and um, really small town, everybody knew, but people were just assholes about it. Like, they'd be, I remember I went to the park one day, and one of my friends came up and was like, oh, here's your mom showing me, like, a video, and everybody was just sitting there watching it. Like, yeah, people were really mean about it, but out here in Vegas, it's normal. So Vegas, but small town, not so much. Mm-hmm. And in my small town, I always say the men act like men, but the women act like men because they're very hardcore and they're bullies. And you've got to be in that clique because there's. Only, I graduated a class of twenty eight kids. That's how small it is. And there's so many generations that live there that I come home and people know you by your last name, and it's not love. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very small town, and I knew she was gonna have some hardship being in that, but the education was great. And I was still trying to find a house out here. Um, yeah, that that was going to be tough on her, and I knew it. But it also probably made her who she is. You have a strong backbone, right? Yeah, I don't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> I'm like, my mom makes money for being hot. What does your mom do? <laughs> so uh, last semester, I got to teach her. Uh, so that was fun, mm-hmm. but like we we kept it on the down low all semester mm-hmm. that 
the reason I knew you was because of your mom. Yep. Uh, and, and it was cute because Jocelyn, her best friend, came and guest spoke. And, and it was, it was this, and you came and sat in, right? Oh, because yeah. she's an amazing speaker. If you guys come back to this class with <laughs> Jocelyn speaking, she's fantastical. I can post a YouTube video of her. I've got some. Her, if you'd like, I'll post that. I can post Love Katie Martin too. If you guys want to see some more adult videos, we're gonna talk Katie Martin. Come and see. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. She's really hard to she's get awesome. into. So, uh, but it's it's definitely interesting growing. Like I think what it's gonna be like when I have kids. Like, are they gonna get judged for being sex educator? Kid? Like, are kids gonna be allowed to come over to my house if there's like fuck statues everywhere? Like, like you know, am I gonna have like one room of adult material where I'm like, you cannot take your friends in here to play? Well, that's like, my is that what I'm gonna do. Is that what you do? That's my office. You can't it's still go like that. Yeah, yeah. I went here. I have a trampoline. Oh my god! I had a friend over the other day, uh, like a couple. Of Maybe a couple months ago, we were getting ready for a concert, and I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. He was just going in the rooms to look, and he goes, "Your parents are pretty kinky, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah, totally, yeah." Because <laughs> I went in her office. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I they have a great school. sex life." Oh my god! That has like the dildo on it. <laughs> Remember in school, you bounce on the walls. Well, now it has the bonus round. <laughs> and one of her friends walked in, so I'm okay with being the kinky parent. No, what happened was. My one of my friends has a, a kid, and he they were staying with me while they were out of town, and I was just looking for things for him to do, and I found the ball, and I was pulling out, and he was like so excited, and then I was like, never mind, <laughs> we can't play with that. It's alright, I had a yoga ball too. <laughs> he got that one. <laughs> so with webcam, you play like games and stuff, right? Well, yeah, because I'm not 20 years old anymore. Alright, so I have another gimmick. So I spin a wheel and whatever it lands on I do. Um, I have the trampoline, I have a hula hoop, I do an exotic dance because I was a stripper, so I still have those moves. Um, I also have Tigger Bounce. Um, yeah, I have like silly games that I play, Dirty Talk. Because most of the time, that's where I practice my improv for stand-up comedy because I love trolls. When trolls come to my room on social media or on webcam, that's where I practice how to be witty and have a good comeback and kill them with kindness and then slam them with a good punchline. And then I write that shit down. Ask her because I really don't know when she comes I don't think she's ever came out and told me. It was just my Today. norm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just found out. Um, it was just normal. Kind of everywhere. Like I'd walk into a room and they'd be watching her porn. I don't know what they're like. There was a lot of porn. There was like we had a roommate that lived with us was also a porn star. So like it was just there. You must have walked into the office. Yeah, that that was when we lived in Lancaster and it was like California. Yeah, and I would peek around the corner because there was no door and I'd be like, oh god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, on the road so at like six. So I don't think she's ever came out and told me, but. No, but I did drop her off at um, kindergarten. Private school. What was it? It was a private school. It was a private school because I could afford that. <laughs> <laughs> Not more. <laughs> so I put her in private school. It's a little class size in California. Um, and her teacher wrote me and said, Are you Rebecca Lev? I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so that was about it. I just wrote her back and, you know, said thank you for being a fan. Let's keep this up to tail long. 
I've seen what it can do. <laughs> Not in that way. I want to be a lawyer. Aww. <laughs> Man, do you ever hear that for a lawyer? You're just like, ugh. <laughs> they haven't used one yet. That's why they still think lawyers. Ever. ever. Yeah. 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 When they take you for all your money. <laughs> <laughs> See, in the 90s, it rained money. You just couldn't stop it because of the internet. But I want to make sure she had a great education because everything I worked hard for, I wanted her to have an education because life will be so much easier. I have to live paycheck to paycheck. I have to work for myself. I work every day. We're not talking just webcam, um, editing. We're talking about emails, fan mail, um, scheduling, uh, comedy, uh, podcast. Phone sex, right? You're, you're shopping at Walmart. <laughs> you get a phone call. Right? I go out to the car. I'm like, I did because that's going to pay for my groceries. <laughs> I'm like, did Christmas, holidays right now. I'm working every day. It's not guaranteed, and I'm always looking for the next best thing. I want her to be set up with education. Still work for herself eventually, or maybe a firm, because she wants to be a lawyer. And uh, that is my 401k plan, people, so do not mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the thing is, is, as an adult performer, product maker, whatever, you don't necessarily have a 401k. You haven't been paying, like, you've probably been paying Social Security, right? You pay all the, um, you pay those because you have, I'm, I have an LLC, so I pay into all that. I use Acorn people for that app. So I've been piling away money in that. I don't even see that's missing. It rounds up. I love it. Acorn's the best so far. I also put away in my IRA. So when I got hit with the IRS, the IRA went away. <laughs> but I started building that nest egg up. Because you're right. Some people don't plan ahead. But then again, they're not looking at the longevity. They're looking at the short-term money. And I was looking because it was back in those days when I'm still in the industry. I But I retired from... Penis in the Vagina, Hardcore, 2006. So you have to put away. You have to put away and nothing's guaranteed. Well, and a lot of these girls who work at Crazy Horse 3 or whatever are making three, four grand a night. They're they're buying nice cars and bags and they're not thinking about when they're Listen, 65. when I was a stripper, baby, <laughs> cachet, all the nice shit. Nothing to show for it. Wasted money. You should just put it away because something's going to happen on a rainy day. Like, I bought during the housing market. Thank God I sold right away before the crash. <laughs> but I didn't make a profit because I was just trying to get out from under it. So, yeah, you gotta, you got to fend for yourself because there's no union. I mean, they're trying. Right now. They're trying. In fact, they're trying to, like, educate people. I'm going to do a podcast about, about healthcare in the industry and how to get it, you know, and, and what to do. And you just got to educate. Did that, like, stop you from, like... So I still worked with you, Dolly. I was going to say, it wasn't, like, a fetish thing. Oh, sure, sure, but I didn't do that. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was a hostess at the strip club. Okay. So as a stripper, Mm -hmm. I met her daddy. A couple years later, you know, I give one hell of a lap dance. (laughs) I am Prego. They had an opening for the hostess. So I worked five days a week, six. I think I had one or two days off. And while he was DJing, I was doing the front door 
you know, taking people's money and letting them into the club. I don't know if that was a discouragement, how they... <laughs> but I sat behind a desk, so they would really have to be looking. I mean, I saw a pregnant stripper at Larry's Villa one time. She was probably about five or six months pregnant, but it was also Larry's Villa. So I never went to Larry's Villa. Oh, God. Villa. Larry's Villa is where strippers used to go to die. Like, it was... Like pussycats. Oh, it was terrible. Like, one-legged strippers. Like, we're talking... Fascinating. It, it, well, it was. It was. I love freak shows. That's why I go to Little Darlings. Like, there's no alcohol, so keep it in your car. Yeah, <laughs> it over, and I was. I just. I watched the oldest feature. I think she was eighty. I had to go. Yeah. I just had to see this. And they do grandma, grandma strippers. They I do saw BBW that the gilfs. Yeah. yeah, the gilfs. Um, and some of them will, will go into full blown splits and stuff. We're. I mean, these women are talented. They may have advanced in age a little, but they're still sexy. Um, and they and you know, watch grandma roll around in twenty dollar bills and throw at her. Just, you know. I just like things I haven't seen before, and I'm just yeah. I'm all into it. I'm just saying, I don't know why. Little darlings, uh, they like to do lots of interesting things. They had a woman there a couple months ago who had three boobs. Uh, did yeah. she really have three boobs? Yeah, it was like surgically done, but she had. Did it look good? I didn't. I didn't. I saw that poster for it. I didn't go see her strip. But, uh, that would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah kind of like a total recall. Well, somebody told me a long time ago, if you got three tits, you'd be a millionaire. And I just couldn't. Do it. <laughs> Where's it going to come from? Right. Or if you just cut these and then bring one together. <laughs> I can't. It didn't look like that. It looked like she had boobs here, but then she had this kind of little boob in the middle. And it was like, I don't it's like udders. <laughs> yeah, it is like udders. Some people do have udders. Like, there are people who are born with multiple breasts. Like, I have a book I brought like, freak show performers with, like, ten boobs. Like, like a dog. Like, where there's multiple yeah. nipples and the row goes down. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. See, I would like to stop. There you go. I got the one for you. Uh, Sarah, questions. We've got only about nine minutes left, you guys. So that's time. Because my circle. I mean, that's what happened to. So the, the woman who, who did Deep Throat. Um, oh, that's where I got that. Marilyn. Uh, what's her chamber? Mar- no, Marilyn Chambers did Green Door. Uh, Linda Lovelace did. Um, she went to a trailer park and died. She died in a trailer park. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of, and, and, and the, the story with Deep Throat was, I think she made $400 to make that film, and even to this day, it is one of the highest grossing porn on the And there was, like, coercion, all sorts of stuff that had happened in the process of her making that porn. But it's those, those sad moments where, had she been a movie star, right, she would have made royalties off of the $750 million they made off this single movie, and would not have died alone in a trailer park. Right, and so it's sad to see the value of a performer who gets known for this. And I think she did one other porn after that and retired. But her whole life was known as Deep Throat Lovelace. Right, same with Marilyn Chambers. Right. She- yeah, I think that just happens in general with the entertainment industry because you're artist, artist in general. You know, I- if you if, seriously go see a featured dancer, um, like I went and saw Katie at Hustler one time, mm-hmm. and it was so funny because it was like a Wednesday night. You show up at the strip club. If you ever been to Hustler, it looks like something out of a movie. So when you're 21, if you're not yet 21, just go see it. Okay? It's like three stories, super glamorous. Like it's, it's when you think of a strip club in a movie, that's like what Hustler is in real life. It's gorgeous. And so you, I walked in on Wednesday. It's, it's like crickets, right? There's girls on the pole. They're dancing. They're not making a dollar, right? And they're just uh, so bored. Maybe I don't know. Maybe 15 guys the whole club. Katie comes on stage, I don't know where they appeared from, but it was like every guy in the club was there, and she's rolling around in a pile of money, mm-hmm. and all the other like regular strippers are just looking at her like, I hate you. 
Because they, the thing I also want you to understand that a lot of people don't know is when you're dancing, you pay to dance. Okay? Like, there are house fees. So strippers do not get paid an hourly fee to go be a stripper. You pay to go work at that club that day. It's a house fee. I'm surprised webcam hasn't killed the strip club. In Vegas, it's different, though, because you have the high rollers, mad amount of money, so they're still legit. Which is me, where you're going to make a lot more money, but webcam, you're guaranteed, I would say, 100 bucks an hour. I would say, I don't know. On strip club, you're already out of pocket $100, or 100 and whatever that strip club charges. Did you imagine paying 100 bucks to work? But then you also have to understand that as a stripper, you're also tipping out the DJ, you're tipping out the house mom, because there's someone in the back that's making sure you know when you're going on, making sure you look pretty, making sure people aren't stealing your shit. You gotta tip the DJ, you gotta do the house fee. If you're a really good uh, money maker, you take care of the VIP host, because he's the one that knows all the big money, and it's gonna guarantee you on there. So give him a percentage. Uh, the waitresses. Um, God, there's so many different people. You could even tip that... The hostess, you know, before you walk in. Because they'll take care of you. Anybody you tip, they'll be like, oh, I gotta go see, I don't know, what's the stripper name? Cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a new millennial yes. name now. Hey, we got two minutes. Any final questions? Sure. You're the stalker. Yeah, but it wasn't a low point. He was just in a new set. He, and, you know, he's just a very overzealous man. Uh, a low point. I'm very positive. So it's been good. So let's hope I don't work. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think of one, but I'll think of one right after I'm done with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> probably when, when her friends were picking on her. That was probably a low point for me because I couldn't help my daughter. So that was it. That was the UNLV lecture. Uh, it's a little nerve-wracking, but I enjoyed it. And I hope you guys did too and got a couple nuggets out of it. Uh, the next podcast I do, uh, I have it all planned out. It's ready to go. And we're going to try to do the whole live thing with the green room. So if you are part of the fan club for Adult Film Star Network, you will be privy to a live conversation. We're going to try to do the voice chats so you can hear it. Like I said, this we're popping our cherry for this uh, live podcast thing on Discord. But you are automatically put in Discord now because I changed the settings in Patreon if you're part of the fan club. And it's only $5 to join and be part of the conver- conversation during a live podcast. And it's an intimate group. It really is. You guys, if you have topics, will it kind of helps me. It helps me figure out what I need, what I need or want to talk about in the future. 
for Talking Dirty. Helps Jocelyn Stone for Sick Addictions. And we're finally going active on this thing. I love I love the idea of the green room. I do. Well, you guys have been listening to Adult Film Star Network, where the sex goes straight to your head. You choose which one. You've been listening to Talking Dirty with Rebecca Love. So, uh, you want to spend some more time with Rebecca? Find her on Twitter, at RebeccaLoveXXX, and on her official website, RebeccaLove.com. And catch all the great shows on Adult Film Star Network. Thanks, everybody. See you next time.